Well, it's noon here in Ventnor, New Jersey and Bethesda, Maryland, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge with your hosts, Ray and Zach. I know normally I say Zach and Ray, but I got called out yesterday because one of our viewers suffers from OCD, and it just drives him crazy that it's the Ray and Zach channel, and I always introduce us as Zach and Ray. So I, it, I wanted to it, it bums that. me out that you do that too. So, so thank uh, you. I'm, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You're that. welcome. You're, you're, you're welcome. You're, uh, at least I here's can. the deal folks. We are going to be talking about the used car market today. Tuesdays are when we get the latest weekly data from black book. We also have a mid month update from Mannheim. So all sorts of interesting things happening in the used car market. We'll dig in there. I have some fun trivia when it comes to Stellantis that we are going to do a little trivia contest on. And a really, you've got to be kidding me, that you have to stick around for. I think it'll make you laugh, but you got to stick with us to get there. How's that sound for a show, Pops? Well, you got me you hooked. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I love the way that sounds. All right, Dad, let's kick things off with the Black Book data. We want to, and this is all the information we're going to be reviewing, we want to answer the question today, why are used car prices going up and are used car prices going up because depending on who you ask and what data you look at some used car prices are going up some used car prices are staying flat things look different depending where you look but here we go dad week over week yes from our friends at black book the market had another week of increases gaining another 0.14 percent last week cars saw the largest increases with the two to eight year old segment increasing about a fifth of a point but the biggest jump came from zero to two year old vehicles which gained almost half a percent week over week so immediately dad you can start Don't, to see a trend in that first line there not all cars are, are appreciating equally yeah no and go back to that that chart um you'll notice that the average for these weeks historically have shown declines in wholesale values okay not increases in wholesale values and for the total market the decline is is close to four tenths of a percent, uh, but this year the total market went up fourteen hundredths of a percent. Um, that's that's a better than a half a point swing from where it should have been historically speaking. So this this is, in my mind, an anomaly. It, it's it's an aberration. It's it's not something that we should have expected to see, but we are seeing. Um, and I, I really don't understand for the life of me why. Um, I, I guess if I, had, if I had to put my thinking cap on, and I believe I had to put my thinking cap on for Justin earlier today, and, and my yeah. thought was, my, my thought then was that Perhaps we're seeing this for two reasons. One, okay. new car transaction prices have gone up and continue to go up. So, and there's and and new car sales aside from fleet sales, which boosted new car sales in in January and in December. Um, so, if you take out fleet sales. Uh, the retail mm -hmm. sales of new cars actually declined in December and January. And the reason I believe for the decline is because the average transaction price is approaching $50,000. Okay. 
So that's driving so much money. (laughs) I know. And that, and that's driving more people towards used cars. So dealers are seeing an increase in retail used car activity and being reactive the way they are typically not proactive, but reactive. um, They're at the auctions and they are paying up for uh, zero to year old cars and even two to eight year old cars that are in nice condition. Okay. That's the key word. Yes. And, and so I think that, that could be the reason why. And the other reason, the secondary reason is that, you know, they're stocking up for what they hope is a busy spring selling season based on history where as the tax returns start coming in, the buyers start coming out. Um, and I think this year they're going to be a tad bit surprised that with the tax refunds being considerably less than what they were in years past, that the market won't be quite as robust as they had hoped it would be. So I, I think that's why we're seeing this, this anomaly in the wholesale market at the moment. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Nice vehicles. That's why you're seeing those zero to two year old used cars mm-hmm. appreciate more rapidly. And a piece yes. of data that helps corroborate that aspect of the story would be the weekly sales rate at the auctions. So what you're looking at here is a graph, a chart that shows you every single week how many vehicles, what percentage of vehicles actually sold at the auctions. We are still at at historic lows in terms yes. of sales rate. Traditionally, 65 plus percent of vehicles that make it across the line at the auction, 70% of vehicles sell. They actually sell. There isn't mm-hmm. a no sale on it. It wasn't that the bid didn't get high enough. They sell. We're at we're we're rejoicing that the that it's up to 49%. It is spiked from 44% up to 49%. That still means that half of the cars that are making it to the auctions are not selling. So the reason your wholesale used car values are increasing yes, is because there's only a handful of cars that are actually selling. And the ones that are, are the, the, the as you've liked to say, they're the cream of the crop, not the cream of the crap. Yes. And, and the crap is, is primarily just sitting. Um, so I think, I, I think there's some validity to that. Um, and, and, you know, we, what we haven't necessarily seen yet is a huh. corresponding increase in the retail asking prices for, no, these, we haven't. for these used cars. And typically, we know that as wholesale values decline, there's about a six to eight week delay before you actually start seeing declines in retail asking prices. Conversely, when wholesale values go up, uh, it doesn't take six to eight weeks for the corresponding move on retail values. Now, we haven't seen retail values going up. And my supposition for that is because as banks are tightening their lending parameters at the moment, the dealers know that they can't mark these cars up like they have been able to in the past because the banks just aren't going to be willing to finance the amount of money it would take to complete the transaction. So there's what I suspect is a decreasing profit margins on these new used cars that the dealers have been recently buying where they just 
They can't mark them up the way they had in the past. They just want to have something there to be able to sell. And so I know when I spoke to my dear friend Chip, you know, they're, they're paying up yeah, for cars. Tell you? Yeah, they're paying up for cars, and they're not really expecting to make a whole lot of money on on the front end of the deal, the sale of the vehicle. They just want to have a vehicle available so that if somebody wants to buy it, they would be able to. But they're not expecting to make $3,000 per car. You know, if they make $1,000 per car on those cars, they'll be happy because they can at least take care of an of a customer maybe maybe not to the to the degree where they were making the money in the past but they will have made a sale which is important to them yeah spot on dad spot on i actually just pulled up so we can look at it together let me share this tab just to quantify how little money is actually made on the sale of used cars traditionally and especially as you see wholesale values going back up what you guys are about to look at here, I'll make it bigger. This is a uh, quarterly income statement from AutoNation. Okay, so this is this is a PL from AutoNation. They put this out at the end of the quarter. Look at the revenue. So used vehicle revenue, they generated two two. This is in millions, if I'm not mistaken. This uh, in millions, yeah. So they generated yeah. what is that? Two billion dollars. Yeah. Two thousand yes. times that. Yeah. So. $2 billion in used vehicle revenue is what that says. But it costs them, Dad, $2 billion in, in uh, costs to sell that, that inventory. So what is that? 212167 minus 2049. They made 118. They made very little money there. Compare that to parts and service, Dad. They brought mm. in a billion dollars in revenue, and their expenses were $550 million. They made a ton of money there. They yes. even made more money on new vehicle sales. They brought bought in, brought in $3.1 billion in revenue, had $2.8 billion in expenses. So used vehicles are not the, the front end, I should say. If used vehicles are not where they make a bunch of money, and dealers having to pay up at the auction for this. I think I saw a comment in the chat. There's a lot of probably newer dealers or dealers who have never experienced this type of environment who are saying it's tax season, so we just buy up cars. We heard that from Brandon, our friend Brandon. Mm -hmm. I think they're the ones that are propping up the numbers and every indicator that we look at, I saw a comment in the chat. Where was it? Um, from Will yeah. saying, Ray and Zach, how are we doing? I'm incredibly distraught because I waited months for prices to drop. And now it seems like it wasn't worth it. What do you think? Well, Will, I would put this chart from Mannheim in front of you. And I would say, just wait for the next variant in this curve. What I mean by that, Will, is the beginning of this year, Retail prices, retail used car prices were dropping 1500 bucks a week in the market. And now they've come back up a little bit. And actually, retail prices, the last the latest day, are still coming down a little bit. Yes. The bubble that we're seeing in wholesale used car prices is a bubble in wholesale used car prices. Nothing has changed. I think if you can stay patient, retail used car prices are going to come down. And we had the video drop on the Car Edge channel today. I know it frustrates people. We tell them, wait to buy a car. It wasn't us saying wait to buy a car. It was the CFO, the chief financial officer of Lithia, the world's largest car dealer, saying, wait, we are going to decrease profits $200 a month on our new cars. So I wouldn't be distraught, Will. I would just stay patient. Everything yes, points and, to this becoming a better market for consumers. And, and, I, would, and I would think, especially on the pre-owned side of things, um, until dealers see that the market isn't nearly as robust because of tax refunds 
Um, you know, I think the dealers are going to probably try to hold hold tight on their pricing, uh, at least through March and April, possibly into May. But my guess is if refund season is not as robust as it had been in the past and dealers have all these cars that they overpaid for uh, and, and if they have a 60 or 90 day turn policy where they have to get rid of their vehicles at a certain point in time, I think we'll start to see prices going down. So it wouldn't surprise me if by the middle of May, we were to see used car asking prices drop further. Um, you know, tax season will have passed. It will not have been as strong as they had hoped. They will have this extra inventory that they overpaid for that they now have to get rid of. The, the way you get rid of things is you continue to lower the price until somebody says yes. So, yep. you know, middle of May moving, moving through summer when traditionally used car wholesale values start to decline and retail asking prices decline. I, I think we'll see that start probably the middle of May this year. And and so, yes, patience will be key. And I know, you know, it's like we've been saying be patient for years. That's not to say that even in these times that you can't necessarily find a deal. If you come across a used car that is a particularly good deal, even in this market, that there would be no reason to pass on that, okay? Yep. If the right car at the right number comes along the first week of March and it's just a better deal than everything else, you have to buy it, um, you know, because that vehicle might not be available come the middle of May. So there's always deals to be found. They're just harder and harder to find as wholesale values are increasing. But I, I, I think... I said it the other day, and I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I know someone said, yeah, it's an oncoming train. I don't really think it is. I think I think yeah. the economic realities are going to hit everybody, and it's going to force prices down further. That's just me. I, com I completely agree with you, and I don't think it's far away. I think we're talking about a couple months here. And to be very clear... We have recommended times to buy. For example, tons of folks, thousands of folks bought cars at the end of 2022 and got great deals because we were making <laughs> recommendations and then helping people back at CarEdge.com. We have not only the concierge service, our coach services. I mean, we literally help thousands of people every month yes. buy cars. And you're right, Dad. There are deals to be had out there. Check out the success stories on the community forum. There's all sorts of opportunities. All right, let's, let's switch gears. Trivia. Okay. You ready to do some trivia? You like trivia? Uh, uh, you know, I, I, it, it's today's Tuesday, isn't it? Today's trivia Tuesday. Trivia Maybe Tuesday. I, I think that, yeah. I think that could be fun. Yeah, I love trivia Tuesday. All right, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. I want you to tell me. We just have the latest data from Stellantis, and in the chat, please share as well. What is your best guess? For the average transaction price, I want to make sure I give you the right information. The average transaction, we're going to do it for a few vehicles. The average transaction price for a Ram, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? The Ram 1500 for the fourth quarter for Stellantis. Their fourth quarter, what do you think the average transaction price was for a new 
Ram 1500. Guesses in the chat as Pops is thinking about it as well. We're going to do a couple vehicles, starting with the 1500. So if I were to guess, I, I think... I think that's going to shock people. I think it's probably about $57,000. All right. So we've got 49,000. We've got 57,000. We have 75,000, 72,000, 55,000. Okay. 50. All right. We're going to do a couple. We're going to do a couple before okay. I give you that answer. All right. So we've got the okay. Ram 1500. Yes. Let's do, how about, how about the Jeep Wagoneer? dad not the grand wagoneer we're gonna do that next what do you think the average transaction price is of the jeep wagoneer if you need to see one give me one second i'll pull one up bear with me no i'm not going anywhere we're gonna look at a jeep wagoneer and then we're gonna come back to the chat we're talking jeep wagoneer yeah. wagoneer yeah a new a new one yeah that looks a lot like a honda there oh. you go. Jeep Wagoneer. So you can start to see what some of the songs this should influence you. Not yeah. a Grand Wagoneer, just a no, Wagoneer. No, no, I get it. Yeah, I, I was gonna say in the I was gonna say in the mid seventies, so I'll say seventy-five thousand. I think the Grand Wagoneer would be over a hundred thousand. All right, so that's my next question. What do you think Grand Wagoneer is? You think it's over a hundred thousand? Um, I think it's a I think it's a hundred and five thousand. Hundred and five thousand. All right. Yeah. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. Let me zoom in. The average transaction price for the Ram 1500 up 4%, $63,363. Excuse me? <laughs> we can scroll down below. Jeep for the Wagoneer. Yeah. It is a $75,000. $74,461. I don't know if I agree with you, Corey, but they are definitely, I don't know if they're garbage, but they're definitely overpriced. Yeah. $75,000 yeah. for a Wagoneer and Pops. You were not far off with your over $100,000 guess on the Grand Wagoneer. The average yeah. transaction price, $95,000. Wow. You cannot tell me that Stellantis yeah. has not yeah. become a luxury brand because their pricing sure as hell reflects that they're a luxury yeah. brand. No, I sure as hell can tell you that they have not become a luxury brand. They just have become priced like a luxury brand. Okay, There's, there is a difference between a true luxury brand and a vehicle that's priced like a luxury <laughs> brand. Um, and just because you price something like it's a luxury vehicle doesn't really mean that it is. Okay. Um, although they have stepped up their game, but... You, you you would not mistake the interior of a Grand Wagoneer uh, for the interior of, say, a BMW X7. You would not. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's what you're cross-shopping. That's what you're cross-shopping yes. at yeah. that price point. Or, or a comparable Mercedes-Benz. You just wouldn't. Or, or a comparable, um, and, and there is really... You know, I mean, even if you were to look at a Lexus. Uh, so, yeah, you can price it however you want to price it. Doesn't mean it. It, it was. It was like. It, it was like when when Mini decided that instead of Mini being the quirky brand that it was and it is, um, yeah. that the new advertising manager for the brand said, "No, no, no, we're going to be smart premium." 
and that you know nobody quite understands what smart premium is but just because you say it doesn't mean you are it just means you said it yeah okay and and during his tenure many sales declined so as i has had suspected people weren't buying the crap that we were selling as far as it being smart premium at the time whatever that yeah, means definitely pops yes definitely well i thought those numbers from stellantis were truly that, oh it's staggering the, 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 those are i mean you know they're they're trucks the 1500 the same three grand it's the same pattern we see with all the other automakers their sales were down in the quarter but their profits are up because they just sold more expensive Let's go to the chat here, Pops, for a minute. We've got okay. from uh, Brazil Flavor Music. Thank you for that. Oh, Hi, I guys. That. Do you think it's possible to buy a Mazda CX-50 MSRP price right now? Well, it is your lucky day. We recently had a community member just a couple weeks ago that purchased a CX-5. And let's read the success story together. CX-50. Nathan CX-50. says purchase CX-50, excuse me. Purchased my first car today, a new 2023 Mazda CX-50 Preferred Plus. Final deal was $683 off of MSRP with no dealer markup or added accessories. Was able to get the tier one 4.9% financing for 63 months. I want to give a huge shout out to the car coaches who helped me along the way and many different questions and negotiation tactics. So yeah, you can you can absolutely get a Mazda CX-50 at or below MSRP. And so for you, Brazil flavor music, please, I encourage yeah. you to come work with our team. We are currently running a special through the end of the month. I'll, I'll jump over to CarEdge.com really quickly. 30% off our Car Edge coach. So if you want to work with us, we have a full team. If you scroll down on the page, you'll meet all sorts of nice faces <laughs> here. It's typically $99 for our Car Edge coach, but it's $69 right now for three months access. And that's going to get you live chat access to our team, as well as black book data. We have suggested offer and negotiability scores coming back tomorrow as well our email templates our deal school 3.0 course so if you're gonna buy a car you should do it with car edge coach and you do have that 30 percent off for at least a little bit of time here so for that mazda cx50 definitely a good option and uh, now you have a, a, a point of reference as you're negotiating or navigating yes absolutely yeah got a question here from chris dad honest question who can afford this like five percent of the population do you want to explain to chris how we're asking the same question just as well chris honest question i've been asking this question for months and months and months and months and and all i keep coming up with is that there is a small subset of the population that is sustaining new car auto sales to whatever degree that they're being sustained i mean last year what what they sold about 13 million new cars, you know, which is down from the 17 million or 18 million that it had been four or five or six years ago. Um, so yep. new car sales really over probably the last 40 or 50 years uh, have remained relatively flat on an annualized basis. So, so my my suspicion is that every year it's a smaller and smaller subset of the population. Um, at a certain point, um, that that subset's going to become so small that there'll only be a handful of people that will buy new cars on a regular basis, and the rest of us will be forced either to use public transportation, Uber, Lyft, or buy a pre-owned car and i i i mean god bless you um 
And 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 so I, I've been asking that question every time I see these numbers. I, I mean, if the average transaction price is is close to fifty thousand dollars, that's not affordable for the average American. It just isn't. Um, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the average American has stashed away more money than anybody has reported. But you know, when you when you see the statistics that like sixty or seventy percent of people wouldn't have a thousand dollars on hand for an emergency if needed. If the vast majority of the population doesn't have that, then that then that means the average person really can't afford a fifty thousand dollar vehicle. So I, I don't I, I'm with you. I don't get it. I, I don't I, I, I yeah. honestly I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it can continue down that road. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Pops, it's about that time. You ready? Yeah, yeah, sure. Really? You, you gotta, gotta be, be kidding, kidding me. This one was sent in uh, by a viewer. We really appreciate when folks send information like this to us. Um, here we go. Okay. The purchase. A rancher had been taken several times by a local car dealer. One day, the car dealer informed the rancher he was coming over to purchase a cow. The rancher priced his unit as follows. You ready for this? I think I'm going to love this. Yes. <laughs> Basic cow, $499.95. Shipping wow. and handling, $35.75. Extra stomach, <laughs> $79.25. <laughs> Two-tone exterior, $142.10. Produce storage compartment, $126.50. Heavy-duty straw chomper, $189.50. Four-spigot high-output drain system, $149.20. Automatic fly swatter, that's only $88.50. Genuine cowhide upholstery, $179.90. The deluxe dual horns package is $59.00. 25 automatic fertilizer attachment <laughs> pricey $339.40 yeah. the 4x4 traction drive assembly $184.16 the pre-delivery wash and comb 69.80 but <laughs> i mean the manufacturer requires that we we do yeah. that the rancher's suggested list price is $2843.36 including the additional dealer adjustments of $300 take the total list price including options <laughs> to three thousand one hundred forty-three dollars. How many? Cents. How, how many cows do you think that dealer bought? <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty funny, but that that sums up. Okay, what many many car dealers do, and I know I get bashed all the time because well, I spend so much time bashing car dealers. Well, if a rancher could come up with a thing like that based on their experience, um, maybe it's not all that uncommon that the car dealers do the things that I bashed them for. Um, so, yeah, that that's really um, that that's really kind of funny. It, it was like when I went to a uh, a brand meeting. I forget where we were. Yeah. It was Chicago uh, with Minnie and they put us up in the four seasons and I remember at the mini meeting, they're going, well, you know, we really shouldn't play any games with our customers. 
and I thought to myself, well, you, you say that, but then rather, and we're smart premium, rather than make like, I don't know, floor match standard, you, you put them, you 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 put them on the Monroney label at a, at an additional price. I said it would be like as we checked in and they said, by the way, the room is two ninety nine a night. Um, there's a ten dollar a day charge for the umbrella. You know it rains a lot here in Chicago, so we we've included an umbrella in your closet. Um, it's yep. ten dollars a day whether you use it or not. Um, there's a twenty dollar a day robe charge well because we put a robe in in the closet there for you whether you use it or not you're paying twenty dollars a day for it i said if they priced a room like that and we priced a car like that would you like that or would you rather know that it's really i don't know 329 dollars a night and all that stuff's just included so it, it yeah. it's it's how you it's how you want to approach it and, and, you know, we, we recorded a video earlier today about a potential um, legislation in California about, you know, showing what all the real fees are in the price of something. And this is the same case, absolutely the same case. And, and so, yeah, dealers should be ashamed. The dealers that do that type of stuff should be ashamed of themselves. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Completely agree. I love some of the comments coming through in the chat. Yeah. Uh, Laura's saying, oh, and the optional maintenance warranty, hoof inspection fee uh, free till end of <laughs> month. I, we can have so much fun with this. We really, really can. Hey, yes. want to remind everyone and give actually a quick shout out. Uh, B. Drake sold my 2020 Silverado back before Christmas and got $4,000 in equity back. I haven't bought a car since just using one car for the family making it work. I'm holding out as long as possible. Yeah, I, that's awesome. Yeah. We, we love to hear it. Want to remind everyone that back at CarEdge.com, there's a variety of different ways that we can help you. So, of course, we have our car buying plans, the consults, the coach product that's on sale right now, and our concierge. But even if you're going to sell a car, please get multiple offers from uh, from us through through our uh, partnership with CarWiser. No spam. Get all the offers. We're, we're here to help with that. On the financing front, we have our credit union partners. So, please, if you're going to uh, finance a vehicle or even thinking about refinancing a vehicle, please check out what we have to offer through our credit union partners. If you're going to get auto home or renters insurance, please get quotes from us. Pretty, pretty pleased. The reason I'm saying that is because you can save money. Dara, my sister, my dad's daughter, her and her husband just saved $600 a year by switching from Geico to progressive. And they ended up saving and they, they talked, they worked with our agents. They got lots of help. Call us literally call the number and get some help. We've got agents at the other end that are there to help you. And last but not least, Dad, we have our uh, our warranty products as well. A lot of people hate warranties, and that's good on you. We 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 are not we are not selling warranties. We're providing people with an option and to demonstrate how easy this is. Have you have you have I had to uh, give you my email address to to get to this step in the process yet, Dad? Have I? I don't think so, um, right? No, no, you have not. Yeah. So no email address. I I choose my vehicle. I wait for it to load. And you and wait. I get a quote. So, yeah, so, you know, you can get on us about you guys are selling extended warranties. We're not selling the damn thing. We're giving people options. Okay. So if yes. they want an option and they want to use this to negotiate at the dealership or as they're going through the process, they have an option. So please go, uh, go use all those different resources. We're, we're really proud of what we, what we're able to share. 
Absolutely. You've done a, uh, you and the team have done a great job being able to put all this stuff together for people. And like you say, it's, it's nobody's selling anything. We're, we're providing you with information so that you can make a more informed decision. Are we, are, is there anybody on the team that's actively out there when somebody looks at a warranty that is trying to sell them a warranty? There is not. Will we answer no. questions if you have questions? Absolutely we will. Will we provide you with all the documentation and the and the warranty itself so you can see what it does and does not cover? Absolutely we will. Are we marking it up two or three or 400%? Absolutely we are not. And that is the hey, whole concept second, behind that. The germ says, do your viewers not see all the sales pitches you're making for financing warranties and insurance? I'm sure you're getting some kind of compensation. Yeah, no, 100% we are. Germ. We we literally, um, let me share the screen again. This is the whole point of the business that we're building is if you go, where do you go? Is it under resources? No, you got to go all the way down to the footer here. And if you click on our story, and I'll drop yeah. this link in the chat. We literally explain, here's the whole team. You can meet the team as well. Um we literally explain how we make money because we don't want there to be any confusion about how we make money. Like, yeah, we, we have a small markup on the warranty. Yeah. We, we get a commission from uh, the insurance carriers. You, you, that's, that's how it works. Um, we make 50 bucks when we, uh, when we sell a, uh, uh, when we indirectly sell a financing through a credit union. So like, yeah, <laughs> we're honest about this stuff, man. That's the only way I think it can work. Um, Otherwise, you end up looking like TrueCar. Like TrueCar doesn't charge the customer anything, and then what happens? You get a pretty crappy experience. So, yeah, no, we're we're trying. We're definitely trying. Um, thanks for calling that out, Germ. You're spot on. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Market the nail on that. Well, perhaps you should just buy these options to pay for the dealership. They have your best interests in mind, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, that's the other option. That's the other option. Anyway, all right, pops. Let's um let's call it a show, and we uh, will absolutely. be back tomorrow. Correct. Yes, we will be back tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, with more news that you can use from Courage with your hosts, Ray and Zach. Um, and, you know, may I say one thing before we go? I love your haircut. You're looking, you're looking much cleaner today, buddy. Yeah, don't do that. That, that, part, that part makes me jealous. Nothing moves for me. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking good. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> I love you, Dad. Thank you for your love time. You See you guys well. tomorrow. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye.